new CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5. Here on Monday, December 4th, 2023, I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Dan Rubin. This is going to be the typical, like, mundane, Monday morning show, not really much going on. Oh, wait a minute, Kyle McCord's transferring. Just a typical, you know, quarterback that transfers at the end of a, in the middle of an 11-1 season. Uh, we're going to get to all that. It is, like, nothing we have seen. It's definitely unprecedented, and we're going to discuss McCord leaving, what might have led up to it, and where Ryan Day and the Buckeyes are going to go from here at the quarterback position. Before we do that, I insisted that I do this read. Um, Dan wanted to do it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell you guys about Manscaped and a great deal you guys can get. It could be a good holiday gift. Here you go. Santa baby, the season for a fresh cut is finally here with the sponsors of today's show. Manscaped, the leaders in in-below-the-waist grooming have just launched their fifth-generation performance package to help you Avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using the code BUCKNUTS for 20% off plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. Manscaped is a one-stop shop for all of your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, which includes loads of perfect stocking stuffers. What could be better than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BUCKNUTS. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. All right. I tell you what, I mean... A quarterback was just shaved off the roster. Oh, baby. The way Dan – and now, when I was, saw the news, I, I was surprised this morning, but the way Ryan Day answered that question yesterday when asked about McCord, I mean, I was sitting there thinking, like, whoa, he's definitely thinking about making a change at quarterback next year. <laughs> or he had already had a – my guess is, Dan, that they had a conversation, like, that morning, yesterday morning. Um, just my guess. There's also talk that Kyle McCord's dad had a meeting with Ryan Day. This is not obviously Kyle McCord deciding on his own that he's leaving. This was Ryan Day telling him, at the very least, in my opinion, that the job is now up for grabs. We're going to bring in somebody from the portal. We have Devin Brown. We have Lincoln Keenholz. We got Aaron Nolan coming in, and you're going to have to fight for your job. That's my guess at what happened. What's your take? Yeah, I'm shocked. Um <laughs> We discussed this, our level of shockedness and how prepared we were if we were shocked. Maybe just because it's a Monday morning, and I guess 
we need to get used to this now in transfer portal palooza times, which by the way, 24 seven sports will be hosting transfer palooza today at 10 AM, almost like we do signing day. So you'll want to be on top of that. Um, yeah, buddy. I'll say this. I could not get my mind around feeling great about next year, knowing McCord was going to be the quarterback as much as I tried largely because he's immobile. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless. First time that's happened in a while. But, Dan sneezes. Yeah. It's just how, it's I jinxed him. Uh, yeah, but – and so, you know, this is buck nuts here, and I do try and think of our future as it pertains to my bottom line and be positive on some level. I could not get my mind around that. Um, you are much more – adamant about McCord, you know, needing to be at least shown an open competition. Um, And I think, in in other words, you really did not want him to be the quarterback anymore. I'm not saying I want him to be the starting quarterback. I just really didn't think they would pull the trigger. So I'm shocked. And like I said to you, I wonder if this is just Ryan Day finally just having enough. You talked about how he gave the indication that um, this was coming possibly by what he says and the what he said. And then I said, and he doesn't like to lie. I think I actually think this. You can call me a homer. I think Ryan Day is actually a good dude. And I do think there are some football coaches that, you know, on a, on a level playing field, maybe aren't the most scrupulous humans ever to walk the earth. I don't think he likes to lie. Um I think he wanted things to work out. And like I said, I think he knows Ryan Day, the GM, let down Ryan Day, the coach, because there's no question he can call him some plays. Uh, word was Georgia, though they aren't going to make it, was most scared of Ohio State with three weeks to prepare because they had Ryan Day. Um, so, I mean, I get we're insular here and we get upset, but if you get outside the uh, 614, as it were, the opinions can change. So I think he finally – I wonder – I hope that Ryan Day has finally taken on a little bit more of this guy and gotten more ruthless um, because that's what it's going to take. It's unfortunate, and you know we can discuss college kids and money and how they're treated and what people say about them now in this new era, but you've got to be a brutal talent evaluator um, and just have a super high standard, and they've just been – you know, they've come up short. And the question when you come up short multiple times is, have you proven you can't make it or are you just close? And that determination is very difficult. And people like to bring up the stats. It's like, come on. First of all, Ryan Day has a very quarterback friendly offense, as we know. He was thrown to the best receiver in college football, Marvin Harrison. And there were warning signs all year that Kyle McCord was not getting the job done. You can't just look at stats. It's so freaking lazy. And I see so many people do it, especially – he was putting up his best stats against bad teams, Western Kentucky, Michigan State. Those were his best games, some of his best games. Okay, so there were warning signs all year. I've talked about that Notre Dame game. That was his claim to fame, that last drive. That shouldn't have even happened. There was a He threw the ball right to a Notre Dame guy that just dropped it. Okay? Then the Michigan game was the final straw. Here's why. I talked about this last week. And you watch the game live, you're thinking, man, McCord did not play well. Played pretty bad. He wasn't the only reason they lost, but, man, he was a huge reason they lost. And you're thinking, oh, I'm going to rewatch the game. Maybe he didn't play quite as bad as I thought. Okay. He played worse. And I talked about that. I'm repeating myself from last week. He played worse. 
Like he missed so many open receivers. It was ridiculous. He was predetermining where he went with the ball. His footwork is awful. And you could see Ryan Day was pissed during the game. I'm sure when Ryan Day's re-watching the game, I mean, if I oh. noticed it, Ryan Day's noticing it in spades. He's like, my gosh, I had this guy wide open. I had this guy wide open. And the few times that McCord did make the right read, and he threw some good balls. He always does. The arm talent's there. The arm talent's there. Um, but even when he would make the correct read a lot, he or predetermined where he was going to throw correctly, often the ball placement wasn't there. So I think – Ryan Day must that must have been the final straw for Coach Day. And I have no doubt, Dan, that they're gonna get somebody in the portal. I don't know who, but I think it's gonna be a one-year guy. I think they do believe in these young guys like Lincoln Keenholtz, Aaron Nolan coming in, perhaps still Devin Brown. I don't know. And but I do think Ryan Day has somebody in the portal lined up. I, I'd be hard pressed to think that you're wrong there. Um this is kind of like uh Here's one thing let's not do. Let's not do the transfer portal thing like they do with NBA free agency where on the first day of free agency, they're like, how did everyone know that to talk to each other so fast? And they're look, <laughs> everybody has been talking to people in the transfer portal and other coaches. And by the way, it didn't start this week. It's probably been going on nonstop. In fact, it's probably never stopped once the portal opened. I'll guarantee you there's communication during the – Look, if you recruited a guy, I'm not saying Ohio State done this, but I'll guarantee you guys who were recruited very heavily that go somewhere else and things don't go as well, they get a little text from the coach that recruited him to other schools like, hey, it doesn't look like things are working out there the way we discussed. Don't forget we're there for you. Don't burn any bridges in the transfer portal era, that's for sure. I mean, I expect Cal McCord to be at Rutgers, by the way, um, just for ha-has. Uh, yeah, I mean – Here's what strikes me, Dave, and this is what I want to get into this at some point. When you and I were coming up as journalists, now that my fingers don't work anymore, I don't really know what I am. But you don't need to do the air quotes. What are you doing? We were okay. we cut our teeth in the newspaper business. We went to J school. We were we were journalists. Now we're podcasters. We're infotainment specialists. <laughs> uh, they always we always used to have this discussion when a guy when a defensive back got beaten for a long touchdown. What did you write? In high school, you don't even name the defensive back. You just say uh, quarterback Jimmy threw it to Johnny. College, we would mention the guys, the, the, the rule was, and now they're in college, you mention the defensive back. You can say his name. But he's not getting paid, so you don't take any shots. And then in the pros, all hell can break loose. Now, we don't have the all-22 tape. We don't usually know who the defensive back's issue was, but – Look, if a guy gets beat deep, you say, hey, Johnny got beat deep. Well, now the college kids are getting paid. So the main arbiter of why we held off on them is gone. So, yes, they're still kids. I get it. And, you know, I have a college athlete of my own, and I've read some terrible stuff about him before. I'm sorry no... that I wrote that. I shouldn't have written that about him, Dave. Yeah, well, and it was a bad text. I don't know why you sent me that at 4 o'clock in the morning. Stop <laughs> drinking. Stop drinking. Anyway, uh. Uh, that's so, somebody else you're talking about. The uh, lines have been blurred, man. The lines have been blurred. Like my daughter asked me, did Kyle McCord get bullied out of Columbus? You know, I, I mean, the it's changed. Things have changed, man. There's more expectation. Once you, it's like this. Once you take the check or the G wagon, you're going to take shots, man. That's just the way it is. You know, it's not high school. 
Um, it's not college anymore. It's almost like pseudo pro. So it's just an interesting time, Dave. It is. I hope people say, well, you, you know, people are too hard on the kids. It's like, first of all, I, you can't be threatening anybody or just completely being like vulgar. That's over the line. Even if you're talking about like an NFL player, I don't, I, I, there, there's no time for that, but being critical of let's say Kyle McCord, um, stop calling them kids. You want to feel sorry for a kid, feel sorry for an 18 year old that's at war or something, you know, sure. we've had kids that have died for our country in wars. Okay. Kyle McCord was making, I was told his NIL deal was $300,000 plus he was driving a $95,000 car and I'm happy for him. I don't fault him at all, but you can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, these are amateur athletes. These are kids. Oh man, that'd be, man, I, that goes out the way. You, you can't have it both ways. Kids making $300,000 and driving a, a $95,000 car. I mean, that that's a that's a game changer right there. Again, you can't go over the line, but criticism is fair. Dan laid it out perfectly. Uh, all right, what are one thing, Dave. I'll also, tell you what. I, go ahead. Let's also be clear. McCord and his family, everybody knows what's coming, okay? McCord has been the star of, of a star athlete since probably he, he's been able to, to see. You know, he probably took some shots in high school. If you attend Ohio State to play football, you know going in what the deal is. Even pre-NIL, you're going to – look, look, you're going to be – people are going to be taking pictures of you in your classes. Okay? it's You're not a regular student. They don't go in there thinking they are. Most of the guys that come to Ohio State are literally the best player in the history of their town. They're not like sleepers. You know right. what I'm saying? There are guys who people have been talking about being pros since they were like 11 years old. They know what they're getting themselves into. So the idea that they're like these, you know, like uh, exchange students who come here, oh, what's going on? Oh, why is everyone mad at me for throwing an incompletion? No, 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 no. They, they, they get that part. Um, but the thing about McCord, I go back to a show you did with Bax where Bax kind of nailed it from the front seat of his car. Um, <laughs> I've never followed a quarterback that had more maddening plays followed by NFL caliber throws. It was bizarre. The bad plays were terrible and the great plays were spectacular. Like you could put together a highlight tape of McCord where you'd be like, oh, this guy's going to be the first pick in the draft. But you'd have to show only the highlights. You know what I'm saying? Um so it's fascinating. I mean, we can get into it, Dave. I don't know if they ever really expected McCord when they recruited him to be the guaranteed starter. Um, the quarterback who they probably expected to be there, one's the quarterback of the Texans and one's the quarterback of Texas. So who knows, man? It's it's a very complicated situation. Uh, there's parents involved. So, I mean, it's definitely a wild Monday, Dave, for the portal to get rolling here for sure. Yeah, and I said this, but I want to make this clear. I should just repeat what I just said, but I'll make this clear. Being nasty uh, about a kid, saying harsh, like really like mean, mean spirited, personal things, that's over the line. I don't have any time for it, okay? And I don't care how much these guys are making, or but I'm just saying that you can't have it both ways. That does change things. Criticism is fine. Me talking about Kyle McCord's footwork, if you think that's too harsh, okay. I'm not saying anything personal about him. His footwork was a mess. His ball placement was a mess. He predetermined where he was throwing the ball way, way, way too often. 
And I think that's well within the bounds of criticism. Okay. Now people that are trashing the kid like personally and saying this, and I, and frankly, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. He's a solid quarterback. He's just not good enough to be Ohio State's starting quarterback. We have higher standards here. And again, I hate the lazy argument of, oh, everybody's just spoiled because of Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud. No, reasonable football fans understand there's middle ground between those guys and what we saw from Kyle McCord. There's middle ground there. Joe Germain's not as good as those guys that were first-round picks. But Joe Germain was better than Kyle McCord. Bobby Hoying wasn't as good as those three first-round picks. Bobby Hoying was better than Kyle McCord, okay? So there's middle ground there. Don't give me lazy bleep arguments. So, but you don't go too far. But criticism is well within the bounds with these guys. Look, dude, Ohio State quarterback is a lottery ticket. Think about that. You yeah. know how many kids grow up in the United States? You know how many high school football games are on Friday nights? Each team has a quarterback. Think about that for a second. What percentage of them wants to play quarterback at Ohio State? Now, I'm going to get the – I'm making a lot of fans outside of Ohio State recently, Dave. I don't know if you've noticed that. But uh, – and, and I realize that's a tad obvious, but come on, man. It, this is a coveted spot, man. If you come here and do well, not only are you going to be the, uh, the idol of millions, you're financially secure and your family is for generations. That's proven. So, I mean – you should be able to get the best of the best quarterback at Ohio State. And I know people have said, oh, you guys feel like you're uh, entitled is the word I think they've used to a great quarterback. I don't know if that's entitled, but I've been here since, you know, Herb got here. At least we've had a great quarterback. As much as people got on JT Barrett, he had a nice career here. And since JT Barrett, they're on a run of – Epic proportions. That's not an arguable point. That's not me being a homer or nuts. You know what I mean? We had Joe Burrow left. Dwayne Haskins. There was no first-round draft pick at quarterback for a long time in the Big Ten. Any team. Think about Jerry what Kyle's trying to win nice. national championships. Yeah. So I know Kyle, I know Ryan Day can call plays. I know it. And then people will say, oh, he didn't do a job coaching McCord. I don't dispute that, whether that's in recruiting or the ability to get his. Look, you can have all the great ideas that you want as a coach in your mind. If you can't get it into the player and get them to access it and practically apply, it doesn't work. So Tiffany Walker is out of control, dude. We are in a troll central here. Um, yeah, I, 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 the thing is, we got to be careful. I, I was doing a show once there was a Michigan trolls in there and I accidentally – uh banned one of our longtime listeners Liz no way there's no way to uh to reverse it i've been trying to find a way to reverse it now Lynn's can't tune into the maybe she can tune in but she can't um comment Lynn's, if you're watching sorry about that we're trying to find a way to reverse that accidental ban i just clicked on i clicked on the wrong guy because all the messages were coming in i just clicked on the wrong message anyway um and people are also saying how come you guys aren't ripping on the coaches uh, we've criticized the coaches a lot. This Kyle McCord news broke like this morning. So of course we're talking about Kyle McCord, but do you want me to know, you want me to repeat my comments about Parker Fleming? I can do that. Um, you know, I mean, we can go there if you want, but we're going to focus on Kyle McCord right now. All right. And the quarterback position in general, I tell you what, Mr. Rubin, this cotton bowl went from eh, to, Oh, 
yeah. Oh, now it's all of a sudden interesting. Devin Brown and Lincoln Keen Holtz, I think, are going to play. Just a guess. I don't know if it's going to be 50-50. I think both will play. And the good news with Keen Holtz is he's only played in two games, so he he's not going to burn his red shirt. So you're going to see what you have in Devin Brown and Lincoln Keen Holtz against a good Missouri defense. And, I mean, we're going to see a lot of Ohio State guys opt out, including Marvin Harrison Jr., of course, will opt out, in my opinion. Emeka probably will. Maybe Travion will. But this makes things very interesting. I, I am very intrigued to see how Devin Brown and or Lincoln Keenholz play in this game. I'd be hard-pressed to give a detailed opinion on either. We just haven't seen enough. I will say this. I like Keenholz. I like the cut of his jib. Is that what they say? I like the way he looks in his uniform. I'm, I'm not trying to be uh, – just like I said, I got a kind of an oogie vibe from McCord at times. The way Keenholz moves, his right. background – uh, his skill set, if it were to reach its potential, how it fits into this offense, um, that would be my choice. I, I wouldn't want to besperse Devin Brown, though. I haven't seen him get a chance to really cut it loose and you know get four or five drives in a row and get into a rhythm. Uh, we haven't seen that of anybody from anybody but McCord, but I would be a keen old guy on that front. Um, but that's not a supremely educated opinion. In terms of bringing in a transfer, one of the things here's what I would say to Emeka: Look, uh, you haven't had the year maybe you wanted to for NFL purposes. You come to this game, we will give you the Jackson Smith and Jigba treatment, and you will you will be the number one guy. You'll slip into the Marvin role or whatever role he wants to play in the NFL. We will build the offense, the passing game around you. You've earned that. Um, I would definitely suggest that to a Mecca because I do think a Mecca is in a position where if he went out and had like 11 catches for 200 yards, he could probably move up 10 to 15 spots in the draft. Um, given the way it's tough with receivers and they said, Oh, he's only a slot guy. We've never seen him on the, you could answer a lot of questions for him, make him some money. I also think uh, that's just a good thing to do for the team. And like, when they, if they see a guy who was probably a number one receiver on another team, get the chance to beat the number one receiver solely to amp his draft status. I think that helps chemistry when you feel like the team is out for your best interests. Um, but yeah, I, I'm fascinated by the, by the bowl game. Listen, bowl games are very important for your younger players. That's yes. very, uh, when people say, oh, we get on here and we talk about development, right? That's like the become a buzzword. Are they developing their players? You can do it. It's basically preseason all over again, almost like a mini training camp. And you can tell which teams take advantage of it. Um, now, it's a little bit different in this era because of the transfer portal. A lot of guys aren't going to risk trying to go out and show their best wares. They're going to just hit the portal. But you're going to get to see some of those younger players we wanted to see, like quarterback, definitely. You're going to see, like, I think Brandon Innes and Cardinal Tate should be doing like the, those, those things you squeeze in class to get stronger with your hands. They're going to need them. A lot of balls going their way in this game. I would like to see a lot of Jelani Thurman. I could see Cade taking it off. Now, Cade spiritually doesn't seem to me like a guy who would take the game off, but he is a guy who's dealt with a lot of nagging injuries and has a chance to be a second-day draft pick. So if I was consulting him as his agent, I'd probably tell him to take it off. And I'd also like to see Jelani Thurman. Um, yes. Especially, I mean, you know, Missouri is a uh, Missouri is a good team. I don't see 
this is almost like the Arkansas game a while back. There's we stand nothing to game as a program by putting our by whacking Missouri. You know what I'm saying? Like no one's gonna come back from that game if we kill Missouri and be like, oh, they they should have been in the playoff. Look what they did to Missouri. That's not gonna happen. So I would play as many young players as possible, develop as many people as possible, whatever chemistry moves you want to make, all that stuff. Um, I would be all over it for this game. By the way, Eli Drinkwitz, the the coach of <laughs> uh, Missouri, he takes more shots at Michigan publicly than anybody. It's it's shocking. That was hilarious yesterday. He, actually, he, said it, he said it on ESPN. It wasn't like he was speaking to like the Boosters Club or something at Missouri. He literally said, "Oh, guys, I gotta go. Connor Stallions is is calling me, and I got I gotta get some of Ohio State signs." I mean, that was. I tell you what, other than I put this on Twitter, other than uh, on December 29th, I, I'm going to be rooting for all Eli Drinkwitz Same. every game except when he plays the Buckeyes. Um, that was her shtick, Dave. He, he knew he was doing that joke before the interview started. You know oh, what I mean? Sure. Oh, yeah, That's, there was no way that was spur of the moment. That was hilarious. That was yeah, hilarious. Right. This only, the other funny thing yesterday was Michigan's reaction when they found out they were playing oh. Alabama. That was so freaking fun. They're looking and they – and they announced Alabama. They're like, oh, and then it's like this, like, this, like just absolute like. Dave, it was more like, like this. Oh, we better, we better pretend like we, we better clap or something now. I mean, it was just freaking hilarious. It was kind of I like a horror movie it. reveal. You could heal the, you could hear the higher voices in the. If you go back and listen to it again, and I and I almost taped it and put it on the show here today, but I, I'm, my Michigan trolling is just, I gotta. I got to get a new hobby, but um, th- it's like, oh, it's, it's a, it's a horror movie reveal. It's not like, it's an, it's shock and fear at the same time. All right. Uh, Dan and I are going to talk more about this. Don't, don't leave yet. The show is not over by any means, but Dan wants to tell you guys about Omaha steaks. And I was saying this last week, this is, this would make an awesome holiday gift for any, Steak lover, meat lover that you guys know, and it's easy. And we have a hell of a deal for you guys. Tell them about it, Dan. From a financial perspective, I'm telling you, this is actually the best deal we've offered. The holidays are here, but Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages. They're guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code BUCKNUTS checkout, you get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. The offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early to beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout. The most wonderful time of the year can also be the most stressful. But you can be a gifting expert with a little help from the guaranteed perfection of Omaha Steaks. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, you'll save an extra $30 when you check out using the promo code BUCKNUTS. Simply go to omahasteaks.com and achieve gifting greatness today. There may be a minimum purchase order. But think about this, Dave. You spend $200 on steaks, you pay $70. That is a good deal. I'm telling you. You can send someone a $200 steak basket for about a third, and uh, you get to be the gifter. So everybody Pretty cool. The war, it, they come it's a real deal. Dry ice is in the box, you know, and then you, you put it 
you know, it's it make a heck of a gift. And it's it's kind of it's one of those things I never thought about. Um, yeah. I don't know why I never I, easy it, it to do though, Dave. Very easy to do, and and you're 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 right. Heck of a deal. All right, let's get back to it. Nice. Um. So yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, this the bowl game just got exponentially, exponentially more interesting. I, I love it. Um, who do you think is going to start? We have a lot of people saying it's got to be Lincoln. We also have a lot of low hanging fruit jokes out there, like, oh, Ohio State's upgrading from a Honda to a Lincoln. Like, okay, everybody, everybody's a comedian now. Yeah. Um, but uh, but we'll see, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think both guys will play, Devin and uh, Lincoln. Look. The idea that we know anything right now like that is who knows? I mean, I don't think Devin Brown's going into the portal. I don't think Lincoln Keels is going into the portal. But who knows, man? If, as you say, and as we surmise, that they probably have a plan of who to bring in or where to go with it, I would imagine the re- the response to that plan will be something to watch. Um, one thing I will say. Ideally, I've said on here that to me, the ideal transfer so far that we've gotten, and I'm not talking about Justin Fields, by the way, I'm talking in the general new transfer portal era, who Ohio State should be targeting, targeting, generally speaking, is someone like Davison Igbenosin, power five guy who's got technically three years left of eligibility that could have been probably recruited here the first way around. So plug and play starter who has a good future. That's what I would go for. However, at quarterback, I don't think I would bring in anyone here who has more than a year of eligibility left. You've got uh, not only the two guys we talked about, Keynotes and Brown, you've got Aaron Nolan coming in, but then you've also got um, Tavian St. Clair in the pipeline class of 2025. And if I were voting on who I think, the highest upside of any prospect in the pipeline is, I would say it's St. Clair. So I wouldn't do anything to threaten that. Uh, so a one-year guy who is established, I mean, the, the, there's some low-hanging fruit names. I don't know, you know, how that's going to work. Um, it's easy with quarterback because we know all the names. You know, you know the quarterback at Duke. You know the quarterback at Oregon State. We know the quarterback at uh, Washington State. It's not like uh, recruiting offensive linemen in the portal where you're like, we got who? Jo- no one knew Josh Simmons before he got here. See what I'm saying? So it's a little bit more of a beauty contest with quarterback. Uh, like I said, it's all on day now. The pressure has shifted. I will say this. The pressure has completely shifted today. He's got basically one year to get it figured out. Yep. And um, if he doesn't. He yep. And so maybe that is the impetus for harshness or impetus for change. Whatever it takes, man. There has to be a standard back. I saw the Curtis Grant speech in the locker room, man. And it just, I did. That's the first time in a while. I was like, you know what? I've been kind of kidding myself a little bit. We got to get back to, what did you tell me, Dave? Don't give me divas. Give me linemen. That was a great text. I'm not sure I'm supposed to share that one. Prank caller, prank caller. Who is this? Prank caller, prank caller. Um, I didn't say that. Okay, maybe I did. Um, but seriously, yeah, give me linemen, not divas. I'll stand by that. I'll stand by that. Um, okay, I did a hit in HQ before we did the show. If you guys aren't familiar with CBS HQ, it's awesome. It's, it's 24-7 live streaming. It's basically what 
Sports Center used to be in Sports Center's heyday. Like it's it's awesome. It's free. CBS HQ. Yeah. Google search. It's what they meant it to be. It's free. It's awesome. So I, I did a hit on HQ. I, I knew most of the questions coming my way. They asked me one that I thought was really interesting. I'm curious to get your take on it. I'll tell you my answer. They were like, okay, you think Ryan Day likely has someone lined up in the portal? Do you think it'll happen fast? You think we'll learn something like later this week? And I'm thinking, hmm, I don't know why I hadn't occurred. I hadn't really thought about that. And I, I said, yeah, if I had to bet, I bet it will happen sometime this week because later this week, because they don't want to wait around too long. They also made the great point that you want to make sure Jeremiah Smith knows who his quarterback's going to be, even as a true freshman. Um, so yeah, I think if Ryan Day does have something lined up in the portal, which I think he does, I think something might happen later this week. What do you think? I love Jeremiah Smith. I want Jeremiah Smith to come to Ohio State. I would never say anything that would hamper Jeremiah Smith from coming here. Please believe me, everyone on the earth. Thank you. That's a public service announcement. There you go. Um, yeah. Here's the thing, both the good and bad of this, and I would say the good and and stressful. Not knowing is 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 stressful. Like who's going to be the quarterback? That said, this is Ohio State, so you could go after anyone. There's no like, oh, Cam Ward, he's not going to Rutgers. This is Ohio State. No offense, Rutgers. Good lord, that's another fan base I've now. Offense to you, Rutgers. I'll offend you, Rutgers. You guys are lucky you're in the Big Ten, and congrats on your immaculate six and six season. I don't imagine there's a lot of uh, Rutgers lurkers here, but there may be a McCord lover. I don't know. We got a lot of people watching the show, man. There's like, what? We got like 14,000 or 14,000, 1,400 just on YouTube and Facebook. Jeez. Yes. I wonder why they're here. Um, Did anything happen this morning? so, look, like I said, Ohio State can legitimately say out loud Arch Manning without getting laughed off the stage. I personally don't know anything about Arch Manning's transfer intentions, but I'm saying if, if, if not any, but I'm saying Arch Manning, if he was going to come to play for Ryan Day, that would make some sense given what he's done uh, creating quarterbacks. And lest we forget people, and I'll come back to this every single quarterback wants to play in the NFL. Who is literally, I was thinking about this the other day, who is the most valuable commodity in the NFL right now? What individual player? I can make a very strong argument that it's C.J. Stroud based on the fact that he's playing on a rookie contract. And he has as bright a future as any quarterback in the league. And so that is practically applied. If you want to go play for the guy who saw C.J. Stroud, felt he was better than anyone else in the first place, Okay, and then developed them. I get the same vibe as everyone else. Like, what did they do with uh, McCord? But then you have to give him the credit for what he did with Stroud. Can't have it both ways, right? Stroud was completely a day guy. Okay, I get the Fields was a transfer. The other guys were recruited by other people at some point. C.J. Stroud is the most promising young quarterback in the world right now. Is that, a, is that a, an aggressive statement? Um, awesome. He won again. He had another great game yesterday. So who, who trained uh, him? Yeah. And Ryan Ryan was on him when he was like a three-star. Okay. When he had Jack Perfect. Miller in the class. That took onions, as Bill Raftery would say. Like, you already had Jack Vision. Miller. Vision. 
And everybody at the, the time was like, Jack Miller's the guy, number one player right. in the country. Then his stock started to fall. Ryan knew, I better go get somebody else. And that somebody else ended up being what we might look back on as the best quarterback in Ohio State history. Maybe. Probably. Definitely. In terms of how they play in the pros? Well, also his two years as, as a starter at Ohio State were pretty damn good. He's the only player in Ohio State history to throw for over 3,000 yards twice. His interception, touchdown interception ratio was off the charts. His, I've never seen a more accurate quarterback at Ohio State. And my biggest complaint was him with him was like, dude, sometimes when that free first down is there, just go take it. You're, you're, you don't have to get tackled. You run and get out of bounds. Well, now we know that wasn't C.J. Stroud not wanting to run. That was Ryan Day telling him not to run. He even told I'll Justin Fields not to run per a yes. source named Justin Fields. Justin right. Fields came out entering this year. was like, yeah, Coach Day didn't really want me to run when I was at Ohio State, but, you know, I ran anyway. It's like, yeah, yeah, you did. Um, there are people who think Justin Fields. about C.J. Stroud wasn't even C.J.'s yeah. fault. He was a stud, and he's proven it in the NFL. The thing about Justin Fields is people who don't know Ohio State think he was a running quarterback at Ohio State. He was not. He was not. Literally, like, uh, go ahead. But, I mean, uh, you can make a strong – I love C.J. Stroud. I'm not sure he was a – This I don't want to start a – I'm not sure he was a better college quarterback than Justin Fields in terms of my vibe when they took the field, in terms of winning and losing. And it may be this. And I was talking to someone about this the other day. Do you remember when Terrell Pryor was here? Third and eight was a first down. He would just drop back. No one was there. Run for nine yards. <laughs> We need someone who can run a little bit. You can't build a modern offense. And I've gone back to this. I said it to be in the show. I could not get my mind around this one going forward. Maybe that's why I was so big on adding to the offensive line was to kind of buttress this concern is that you have to have a running threat at quarterback. I don't mean Jamil Holloway. I mean, you got to be able on third and six to run the, you know, if they're king on the running back, you got to be able to get eight yards. Joe Burrow, you know, the example I always use is Joe Burrow. You don't need to be Michael Vick. Joe Burrow is so fit. Now, when he's out for the season for an injury, not so much. But when healthy, Joe Burrow is the perfect example of you don't need to be a guy that runs the ball 10 times a game, but you need to be a guy that can pick up cheap first downs once or twice with your legs, and you need to be a guy that can move in the pocket. It's another thing with McCord. Um, terrible pocket awareness is something I noticed all year. And um, I don't know, man. And the signs were there. Even in camp, just take Ryan Day at his word. Forget about what sources told us and sources told other people. Ryan Day himself said, one week it'd be Devin, one week it'd be Kyle. They kept going back and forth as who was the leader. I mean, and then we saw, you know, even going into the first game, he said he's going to play both guys. He didn't because it ended up being like, I mean, he played Brown a little bit, but it ended up being a close game against terrible Indiana. Um, so he left McCord in there. But the warning signs were there all year. The, the, like, he wanted McCord to win the job. It was like he was just hoping McCord was just going to take it and run with it, and he just never did. He almost never won clicked. the job by default. And just, again, I want to be clear, Kyle McCord's a solid college quarterback. You can even say he's good. He's not good enough for Ohio State. Not for Ohio State that's going to achieve their goals. Was he the only reason they didn't achieve their goals? No. Coaching was a big reason. There were special teams. There's all kinds of reasons. The defense let them down with that last drive against Michigan. Offensive line was up and down. There's all kinds of reasons. But the quarterback's the most important position on the field, and he is not Ohio State caliber. And I am so glad that Ryan Day, presuming this is what happened, I have no doubt this is what happened. He had to talk with McCord and McCord's father probably as well. 
if Ryan Day did that, and I think he did, kudos to Ryan Day because that was a tough decision, but one that needed to be made. I don't think it was a surprise, Dave. These things, we outside the insular locker room vibes that they had there, my guess is this was – I don't think Day would have been able to hide his dis, – disdain is probably not the right choice of word – his angst with the situation – uh 24 hours when you know how much time these guys all spend together and stuff i doubt there was a lot of hidden vibes does that make sense definitely definitely we got a lot of people talking about dylan gabriel's hit the portal yeah man i don't know who it's gonna be i'm not gonna make a prediction but other than to say this i have no doubt they're gonna get a, a, a quarterback from the portal zero doubt in my mind we'll find out who that is and maybe we'll find out later this week great stuff from dan rubin Thanks to all of you for tuning in to the show. Very large audience here. Appreciate that. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks again to Dan. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day.